Oh, hi. Welcome to this podcast. The topic is how to get over the pain of a breakup or divorce and rebuild your life positively. I'm Grace Anderson. I'm a master practitioner in breakup and divorce recovery coaching. I'm also a relationships master coach. And I help a lot of people recover their happiness through my coaching. So on this podcast, I will try and share some ideas on how you can get over the pain of a breakup or divorce so you can rebuild your life positively. So what coping mechanisms can one use after such a traumatic event as a breakup or divorce. There are quite a few coping mechanisms that can help anyone start the process of recovery after such a painful event. But the first thing really is to accept that there is no going back. According to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, in her book on death and dying, which was published in 2011, There are five stages of grief after a loss of one's loved one, either through death or through a breakup or a divorce. The first stage is denial. This is the stage where you don't want to believe or accept that there has been a breakup or that the person, in fact, you love has died. On this podcast, we will dwell more on the issues arising from a breakup or a divorce. The next stage, obviously, is anger. At this stage, you're very angry at what has happened. And that anger can be directed at yourself or at your partner for leaving you or for creating such an unpleasant situation for yourself. The next stage is bargaining. That's stage three of the grief process. At this stage, you're beginning to find the reasons for what happened. You could start to blame yourself and think that if you had done one thing or rather differently, Perhaps this breakup would not have happened. But obviously, this is just beating yourself up for no reason at all. Because a breakup happens not just because of you. There are two of you in the relationship and it takes two to tango. So sometimes we blame ourselves for everything that happened and think, oh, well, if I could beg this person and ask for forgiveness, maybe they'll come back. But the best thing, really, is to see the situation as it is and begin to plan on how you can move on with your life. Stage four is depression. You now know that the situation is not going to change and there is no going back. Maybe your ex has moved out and you are now alone with your kids, if you have any. You feel totally helpless and fearful 
of what the future would hold for you. So you are now no longer able to sleep well. You jump at little disruptions. You are miserable and totally depressed. Well, if it helps, just know that this is perfectly normal. At this stage, you are probably crying quite a lot. And every little thing reminds you of your ex. Um, well, this is normal. And one thing to do if you are really suffering from depression is to make sure you clear out photographs of your ex wherever they are, they are in the house. Put them away so that you don't see them. If any of his things are still in the house, get him to move them out so that you, you can start thinking afresh and stop having him or his memory disrupt your own life. So that is one thing to do. Clear out anything that belongs to your ex that is so obvious it reminds you of him or her. Stage five of the grieving process is acceptance. Now at this stage, you have stopped beating yourself up over what had happened. You now accept that there is no going back. Maybe you are now going through the divorce or you have reached an amicable arrangement with your partner. You are now living your separate lives. It's over. It's now time to start looking ahead to a future without your ex featuring prominently in it. So accepting this situation does not necessarily mean that the emotional trauma has gone away entirely. It hasn't. It will take some time. But you can start to breathe easier now. So here are some coping mechanisms. If you are still at the denial or anger stage, I suggest you do the following. Number one, be realistic with yourself. So instead of pretending that nothing is happening, start a daily journal for at least one month and list everything that has occurred between you and your partner. Then check to see how these match up with what you used to have together. Do they match? Or have you or your partner changed for the worse? How do you feel about your findings? If you find that things have changed for the worse, or considerably changed so bad that you really don't think you can get anything back to normal, then accept that the relationship has broken down. You need a support team. Now that you've accepted that there is no going back with your ex, you need to create your own support team to help you navigate the next stages of the divorce. One 
your family and friends can be of great help to you. But make sure you choose the right family member or friend to support you. This is because some family members or even some friends can be quite judgmental. They might be blaming you for everything that happens, so choose wisely. If you are going through a divorce, you need a lawyer, a divorce lawyer, to help you navigate the legal process of divorce. And this can be quite traumatic because sometimes the lawyers, especially your ex's lawyer, might be quite nasty to you in court. So you will need help protecting yourself from the emotional trauma that that court attendance can even create for you. And I can help with that. I can help give you a lot of tools to use and some strategies to enable you cope with that emotional trauma. You will need a financial advisor to help you manage your money. This is to make sure that you can make sense of what money you may be getting from your ex or what you are entitled to and after getting that money how to manage it to your advantage. The next step is to get an exercise buddy. Someone you can trust not to tell everyone about your issues. So someone who can keep all your issues confidential because obviously you're going to be speaking to this person but try and create boundaries. Don't let people push you to say the things you don't want to say or to keep you repeating the same issues that bothered you and that made you miserable in the first place. Number five is to get a coach or counselor, someone like me, to help you navigate through your negative emotions so you can come out of all of this a happier person. The situation is stressful, I know, because I've been through that myself. I had a divorce when I was young. And I had six young children to cater for. It was quite a miserable time. I wasn't wise enough to hire a coach. If I did, I would have suffered less. So do reach out for a coach. And I'm happy to help. If that is what you wish. The importance of self-care. You owe it to yourself to look after your own well-being. While your support group can help you achieve happiness, your own self-care regime will make it so much easier and faster for you to regain your composure so you can rebuild your self-esteem. Here are a few self-care regime suggestions. Number one, make a habit of taking short walks either in the morning or evening, at whatever time suits you. Fresh air will do you some good. Number two, go to the gym and exercise with your exercise body if you can. 
Number three, practice regular meditation. Play a soft and soothing music for this exercise. Draw in a long breath through your nose and breathe out very slowly through your mouth. Do this six times each time. You will find it very relaxing. But make sure the soft music is playing because that helps to soothe you as well. Number four, keep a daily journal. This helps you to record your achievements as well as your challenges. Recording your achievements in particular and your successes on a daily basis makes it easier for you to believe in yourself. It helps you to regain your self-esteem and self-confidence because now you know you can achieve successes without your ex being there. The next thing to do is to reduce the amount of times you speak to anybody about your ex. Try to put him at the back burner. Just stop talking about him if you can. If you must speak about him, say my ex rather than calling him by his name. Because his name will trigger something emotional in you which you don't want. So if you say my ex, that's enough. People will understand who you're talking about. And if you're going to have to write about him at all, write him as your ex. Or if you must use his name, use just a small initial for him, like A for Adam. Anyway, something like that. I know you will understand what I mean. But you will find that the more you talk about him personally, the more emotional you'll get. So avoid mentioning your ex if you can. Create a boundary between you and those who will want you to talk about what happened to you and your relationship. This is really important. If you don't have that boundary, people will keep bruising you emotionally by talking about what happened between yourself and your ex. The next thing to do really is to hire a divorce or breakup recovery coach like me. Well, I've said this before, but you will find that a divorce recovery coach will very quickly enable you to regain your self-confidence so you can start the process of rebuilding your life positively. This is important for you because a coach will be really, really very confidential about anything you say to them. They will let you be yourself and are just there to help you move from one step to the other very positively. And I have done this with a lot of my, with all my clients, frankly. They've regained their self-confidence within a few coaching sessions. 
and I can help you with that as well. If you have children together with your ex, here are a few tips for effective co-parenting. I know that co-parenting can be quite tricky for the partners, especially if one partner is unnecessarily difficult and does not want to cooperate. So, how do you manage this situation? Let's look at visiting times. It will be important to arrange with your ex suitable times for the child to visit him or her. Put this in writing and let your solicitor know. You may have to be flexible on this, especially during the school holidays. Maintain politeness in your children's presence. This is really important. Remind your ex that you too need to be civil in the presence of your children. After all, your breakup is not your children's fault. So you should both save the kids the trauma of seeing the two of you being nasty to each other. The other thing you need to avoid, and this is really important, is this. Do not narrate the details of your quarrels with your ex to your children. I know this is difficult, but your children must be spared the pain of hearing how nasty you think their dad or mom is because of the nasty things they have done to you. The children should not be made to take sides. Please let them enjoy their childhood. To conclude, I hope you have gained some useful strategies from this podcast episode on how to get over the pain of a breakup or divorce and rebuild your life positively. There are many more strategies that work that I can share with you if you were to hire me as your coach. My coaching has helped all of my clients to learn new ways of coping with life after a divorce or a breakup. They have all moved on to create very happy lives for themselves. You too can get over your emotional trauma and go on to create a very happy life for yourself. So to find out how I can help you get started on your recovery journey, please send me a WhatsApp message on telephone plus four four seven three nine eight nine nine two three seven three. That is plus four four seven three nine eight nine nine two or visit my website www.drgraceanderson.com that is www.drgraceanderson.com you will notice that I live in the UK so my coaching is mainly on zoom online Thanks a lot for listening to me today and I do hope to connect again with you soon.
Thank you. And God bless.